So today we have a special guest with us, my son, Devin. Hello. Hey, Devin. Yeah, so, and Gizmo. So if you hear Gizmo the Pitbull, he's with us as well because Devin is his best friend and he can't go anywhere without Devin. So anyway, we had a drink today called the Arkansas Razorback. Like the college football team. Yeah, it was really good. Um, so this was a half shot of vodka, mm-hmm. half shot of rum, half shot of Kahlua, and a half shot of amaretto. And you just mix that up, pour it into a shot glass for each person. So we all had a shot. Devin had a little extra, but we won't talk about that. Listen, I just needed a refresher. We had this like two hours ago. I needed to try it again just to, for a flavor mm-hmm. thing. I'm not going to have any judgment on here on this drinking <laughs> podcast. I'm being judged for drinking. That's incredible. <laughs> I mean, but, you know, there are times that we have more than one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So, Kamikaze. Yeah. And I had like two of those and I started dancing and singing in Spanish. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That was, yeah, that was fun. Exactly. So Arkansas Razorback. Um, it was sweet. It had the bitter. And it actually... I enjoyed it. I mean, I just knocked it back. And the smell is, to me, inviting. But um, overall, I I just say I enjoy it. We have more, and I'm going to wind up getting another one. Yeah, it was really good. I did like it. Um, it was almost a chocolatey flavor, I think. It, it came close. It, it kind of teetered on that, Devin. It, it was almost like an almond perfume that tasted right. like liquor. Right. Um, <laughs> And an almond perfume. I, that's the that's yeah. the best way that no, I can I mean, really that, explain that's, it. That's, that's, that's Especially with thing. how fragrant it was yeah. too. Con- yeah. Considering that there's amaretto in it, it is an almond liqueur. I mean, it does take. Oh, on perfume. That. <laughs> yeah, perfume. Yeah, perfume? just or that, cologne. I don't know. Whatever I mean, you want to look. Dab a little behind your ears. Yes, yeah, dab a little behind your ears before you go to work. Please not before you go to work. We want you to keep your job. I mean, unless you work at home like me, and then nobody ever knows. But yeah, you know. that's right. I I actually do not drink on the clock, and I make sure that I don't cover all the bases right now. Of you course. dig yourself out of that hole. Yes, yes. absolutely. Yes. There's no hole. <laughs> <laughs> the hole is filled. Anyway, <laughs> so that was the drink. It was really good. Um, I would definitely make it again. So after this, we will hear. Andrew and I and our review of Never Too Young to Die. Oh, please. I need to be young again so I could die after. <laughs> maybe, maybe we should have had more amaretto. Um, this should have been a legit drink with ice. Yeah. Mm. Lots of it. Yeah. So, anyway, stay tuned. Thanks, guys. Welcome back, everyone. Hi, ladies and gentlemen. This is Andrew, and that's Leslie, to another wonderful episode of Bad Movies and Booze, where we are just going to start drinking alcohol straight from the bottle with no other deliciousness to go with it. None. Not a one, especially after this one. Yeah, Good this grief. movie, I don't even... Sabra? Mm-hmm. You are now on our list. Yes. You are banned for one week. Yes. The one week ban is in effect. You can't give us any recommendations for a week. I think this should be a thing now. Yes. If that, if that movie is that horrible and we have to sit there and we actually have to get shot glasses, not even shot glasses, but drink straight out of the bottle, you're getting a ban. Yes. You're getting a ban. A ban for a week. A full week. Sunday yes. to Saturday or whenever the, I would say when the podcast shows up. Yes. From the time okay. the podcast shows up. Good yes. idea. Good idea. Because we don't, we don't want to go Sunday through Saturday and just make it all messy. Yeah. Saber, you're banned for a week. One whole week. <laughs> whole week. All right. So we have 1986's suggestion from Miss Sabra. Never too young to die. A top secret agent is murdered, so his estranged son, a high school gymnast, teams with his dad's attractive female partner to stop the psychopathic hermaphroditic gang leader who killed him and now plans a major terrorist attack. 
This thing got 4.9 out of 10 stars on IMDb. And the cast stars John Stamos. You're going to hear me saying Uncle Jesse a lot. Vanity. Gene Simmons. Yes, that Gene Simmons from the rock band Kiss. Gerald Lazenby. Peter Kwong. Ed Brock. John Anderson. And Robert Englund. Yes, the Freddy Krueger. Robert England. Yeah, we were a little surprised when he popped up because we didn't look at the full cast before. But yeah, when he popped up on the screen, I was like, wait a minute, is that Freddy Krueger? <laughs> I was just looking at him like, wait a minute, I know this dude. I can't put my finger on it. And then I looked up the cast again, saw Robert England. I'm like, oh, brother. Yeah. All right. This movie. This, this, this dumpster fire. Yeah. So it starts out at a dam, but... In the dam, there's like an area where these punk rockers have this whole little section. That's their little clubhouse, I guess. Mm -hmm. So they're all chanting and the drag queen, whose name is Ragnar, Mm -hmm. we find out they want to poison the town's drinking supply. I don't know why, but there's a disc that they need. In order to poison the water supply. And they found out someone stole the disc. So they bring this woman. Tied to a board. And everybody's chanting around her. And asked her. Who she gave the disc to. And she says she won't tell. Good for her. So the crowd starts chanting the finger. And Ragnar. Has this nail. On his middle finger. It's like this really sharp nail. And he does something with the finger. And we don't know what. Completely off camera. Right. He did something to this poor woman and she winds up dead. Yes. And everybody is cheering about it. So then Ragnar shouts, get me Stargrove. So then we cut to John Stamos. Uncle Jesse. I'm sorry, John Stamos. Hello, Uncle Jesse. Young Uncle Jesse with a full head of hair. Yeah. And his name is Lance Stargrove. Mm. He's a gymnast. And there's a whole horrible 1980s song made just for him. His name and everything is in this song. It's awesome. It's not awesome. Yes, it is. When you're in 1986 and you have a theme song specific to you, you know right off the bat, that's the hero. I don't understand why they didn't just name this movie Stargrove. 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 No, no, it was bad. It was wonderful. So quintessential 1980s. I love it. So anyway, he's in the gym. All he's doing really is jumping around on his trampoline and doing some flips. Yeah, he's a gymnast at his high school, which is pretty cool. It's commendable. Maybe get good enough to be on the Olympic team. And I'm guessing this is a boarding school. Yeah, I mean, it looked like a boarding school prep school. I think it's more prep school than anything else. But they were living in a dorm. Okay, so boarding school would make sense. Right, because I thought it was a college. I didn't think it was high school. Yeah, once we read that plot, now we know it's high school. Right, so a nerdy looking guy with some computer device comes to the window and John Stamos is like, all right, he has to leave because he has to take a test. And there's these two wrestlers who are now bullying Lance. And they're trying to, like, stop him from going out of the room. He gets out, whatever. So they're in their dorm room. And the nerdy guy, he is like Q from James Bond. Stereotypical Asian guy with a lot of technology and inventions. Right. I mean... 1986 was was a time. Yeah, he had some chewing gum that if you chew it, you could stick it to something and use it as a GPS device. More than just GPS. I think it's also a um a communicator of some sort where yeah. you can hear people's right. conversations. Yeah. So it was like a bug device as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so he had that. That's what the nerdy guy made in his dorm room. So... A teacher comes in and asks if parents are coming for the parent night. John Stamos is like, yeah, my dad is coming. And everybody's shocked because his dad never shows up or whatever. I don't know. Anyway, 
we're now at the dam again. We see this. So this old Seiko digital watch keeps showing up. Like John Stamos had it on. Now his dad has it on as well. He has one on and they're doing all these equations and stuff with this watch. So 80s. Yeah, very 80s. Uh, Lance's dad, his name, I want to say is Drew Stargrove. Papa Stargrove. Yeah. So he's at the dam with two other guys. Cliff is the one guy's first name. Mm. And the other guy, we only know his last name is Carruthers. Right. So he's at the dam with these two guys and they're trying to blow a hole in a dam. They have to do like this dramatic thing, which was really stupid. C4 explosive. Yeah, but the C4 fell off the wall first, and then he had to put it back on the wall. Then he made a mad dash at the last second to the dive, and kaboom! Yeah, it blew up, but nothing happened. Like, nobody was hurt or anything. It made no sense to do it. It was corny. Yeah, very. So, anyway, Carruthers is now... he. We see that he's actually a bad guy. And so, he hits Cliff over the head. And then he's trying to kill uh, Drew Stargrove. And there's a fight and Carruthers gets away. Now we're back at the school and Lance is supposed to be having a gymnastics meet. And his dad is supposed to meet him there. And his dad was already talking about while he was in the dam that he needed to get somewhere by 2.30 or something like that. So we're at the school and Lance is complaining that his dad is not going to make it. So then we're back at the dam. Stargrove, Drew Stargrove. Papa Stargrove. Pa- Papa Stargrove. And Cliff realized that Papa Stargrove was shot in the leg. Which I, I don't understand that part. I mean, we saw that you got shot in the leg. Right. But you're just realizing, oh, I yeah. got shot in the leg. They were running around and everything. He just realized he got shot in the leg. So they're trying to take care of that. And then there's this alarm. And they're inside the dam now. And these punk guys come running out. Papa Stargrove. He does the unthinkably funniest thing you could ever think of. He pulls out an umbrella and opens it in front of him like a shield. It stops these dudes that look like rejects for Mad Max. And they're looking. They're shocked. They start cracking up. Right. Umbrella comes down. Here comes Papa Stargrove. Guns blazing. And of course, return fire is happening. The umbrella goes back up. And it's a bulletproof umbrella. Right. Really? Yeah. Really? So now they're running around. They're trying to get away. And... There's a lot of shooting, a that, lot of really bad explosions. And chaos ensues. Right. And the other guy ends up with his fr- with his uh, throat slashed, mm. and they end up kidnapping Stargrove. Ah, uh, Papa. Yeah, so they take Papa Stargrove to Ragnar, and Ragnar is threatening to kill Lance for the disc. And... So Papa Stargrove says the disc is in his left pocket. So one of the punk guys tries to get it and he gets stabbed some kind of way. And then more shooting. There's more fighting. Papa Stargrove gets shot again. And then Ragnar is coming after him and he shoots him with something. Papa Stargrove flips in the air. And at the same time, they're showing Lance and... He falls off the rings because he's doing this gymnastic routine on the rings and he falls off. So I guess it's supposed to symbolize his dad falling and dying. I don't know. I think that's like a real life phenomenon that we actually talked about before. When you have such a strong bond with a member of your family or even a friend, you could just tell when that tether is shattered between the two of you because you don't feel their life energy. It's like with me and Leslie, the love that I have for my wife, it's a very strong tether. If something happened to her and I'm not around to see it, I'm going to feel that tether shake. And I hope that it doesn't break, but I just know that something's wrong with her. If I could just feel it in the air. So it seems that, Sun Stargrove and Papa Stargrove have that type of bond. 
Yeah, that's what it, it did seem like that. I mean, even though he was kind of pissed off about his dad not really being around too much. Mm. And it was mostly because his dad was some type of secret spy or something. Yeah. So anyway, dad's dead. Now we're at Papa Stargrove's funeral. And there's this bunch of old men. They're standing around a casket and Lance is like standing on the other side, but he's rather far away from the casket. I don't understand why, but anyway, some guy comes over and I guess he's supposed to be dad's lawyer and he comes over and he starts talking to Lance and then you see this lady. So this is when Vanity shows up mm -hmm. and she shows up in this outfit that looks like Prince picked it out for her. Yes. To wear for a funeral scene in one of his videos. Yeah. Because yeah. this thing was lacy and sheer. It's so see-through. Very see-through. I mean, it really was 1980s punk rock funeral for a Prince music video. Is what this outfit was. That's the only way I can really explain it. I was just waiting for some purple rain to fall from the sky. Oh, my gosh. That would have been So, fun. anyway, she shows up. Her name is Donja, but I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to be calling her Vanity, like, all through this. So Yes. But her name is supposed to be Donja. So, Donja is standing. She's even further away. Wait, Donja? Donja. Rouse with Donja. Oh, my Lord. Lord of mercy. Really? Anyway, so, she's even further away. And she's looking all pissed off. She's crying. And then she goes and walks over to her car. Doesn't say anything to anybody. But Lance is now in the back of, I'm guessing, a limo. And he's talking to the lawyer. And the lawyer is telling him that, yeah, he's not rich, but he's never going to be on food stamps is literally what he says. And he says that he has a farm in Ohio. And so Lance is like, I never knew about a farm, but okay. So uh, Lance starts asking how his dad really died. And he's like, he doesn't believe the reports that his dad ran off a freeway. And that's how he died in some type of weird car accident. Bullshit. I call bullshit. Right. So then he's back at his dorm room and he's talking to his roommate about his new farm and then he leaves to go out to the farm. Mm -hmm. So Vanity, we see Vanity riding around on a horse and then she goes into the stables and she's like petting the horse or whatever. So some giant punk rock looking guy. Which we discover his name is Pyramid. Yes. I mean, he's, he's built like an inverted one. But Are you geez. sure it wasn't Arliss? It gotta be Pyramid. I'm pretty sure it's Pyramid. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's not this dude. It's definitely Pyramid. Okay. Yeah, we don't have a face for Ed Brock. I, fun fact, I did a, I tried to do a search for Ed Brock, the actor. But for some odd reason, when I do a search for Edward, Ed Brock, actor, it goes to Marvel Universe's Eddie Brock. Real name Edward Brock Jr. or Venom. Spider-Man's Venom. Interesting. Yeah, it's it's just weird. Yeah. That that is kind of weird. That's very interesting. Just trying to find the actor, trying to get a picture of him, but you know, we go to images and there we go. We got Edward Brock. You know, Topher Grace is Edward Brock. Tom Hardy is Edward Brock. Slash Venom. Oh God, they're trying to say Shia LaBeouf is gonna be Venom. I Ooh. hope not. God. Anyway, so the big guy, he's in there and... Big old pyramid. Yes. And Vanity is like, whatever rock you crawled out of, you better go back in. I have a nasty temper. I'm looking at this broad, like, seriously? Yeah. You petting a horse, being all gentle with the horse, and you giving me a dirty look? Like, nah. Man, yeah. No. It's bad scripting all around. Right. So he starts swinging some type of... I think it was a mace. Yeah. And... She goes running to a wall and she puts her hands on the wall and the wall spins around and then it spins back around and she comes out with a gun. And a semi-automatic rifle. Right. 
like military grade. I'm right. like, are you serious? She says some words. Next thing you know, she jumps off the wall. Big old pyramid is looking at this chick like, are you serious? Right. And really? so then she puts his face into some horse shit. Which and... was the dumbest damn thing I've ever seen. Right. So then some other punk guy jumps through a window at the top of the barn and falls down. And so now she's, it's two on one. So they take her gun from her. But while they're sitting there talking to her and ripping her shirt, of course, because that's what you do. John Stamos walks in and he's like, what's going on here? And they start shooting at him. He dives into one of the stables and there's this huge fight again. Vanity ends up getting the gun and she's shooting the other guy and kills him. But she's shooting like all this stuff off of the wall and off of a shelf. And then she tells John Stamos, run, it's going to blow. We see this box with these giant letters that spell out grenades. Why? Because, of course, grenades are just sitting there. But even if they are just sitting there, why is it this giant lettering saying grenades? I guess we needed to know that this is why the place is going to blow up. Plot. Yes. So, anyway, it blows up. They go into the main house. She takes off her shirt to try and, like, cover up some cuts or whatever. And... They're in there talking and he's like, what the hell is going on, basically? Because he doesn't understand any, John Stamos doesn't understand anything that's happening. And then they hear this other alarm and they look out. I think they're looking at a screen and somebody is driving up the driveway. So Vanity, they're in the kitchen. She reaches up over the stove and grabs a gun. I swear there's a lot of places for these guns to be hiding. Right. She goes out to see who it is and she realizes that it's Carruthers. Okay, cool. We got an ally that could help make sense of it all. Right, because she doesn't know that Carruthers was a bad guy because, of course, Cliff and Papa Stargrove are now dead. Those were the only two that knew Carruthers was a bad guy. So she goes out to talk to Carruthers in the car and they're talking about how Ragnar is behind everything. And Carruthers says, Ragnar, the hermaphrodite, half man, half woman. I thought he was gone years ago. We stopped the movie dead in its tracks after hearing that. Right. We just looked at each other. We wanted to drink something so bad. Yeah. But I mean, I do get it. It was mid 80s. Oh, yeah. Mid 80s was a totally different time. Yeah. So there were a lot of words used and a lot of things just not understood. They were not PC in 1986. Not at all. Anyway, they have a little conversation. They're trying to figure out how to get Ragnar. And she goes back into the house and she changes into the ugliest blue gown with sequins all over it. And a plunging neckline to where you know she ain't wearing a bra. Yeah, but this thing was ugly. It was, it was so ugly. It was 1986 Vanity Ugly. Yeah. Hate, I hate to say it that way, but that's what it was. Shout out to Vanity. <laughs> so anyway, uh, John Stamos is like, where are you going? And she's like, don't worry about it. But anyway, he follows her. Of course he does. On his little... Yamaha. Yeah, he has this little motorcycle. Really? Sound like a baby. Anyway, so he follows her on a motorcycle. He ends up in this blazer, this black blazer with the same blue that's in her shirt. That's his shirt that he's wearing. So they end up at this place called the Incinerator. Yeah. And... People are riding around inside the place on motorcycles. There's all this screaming and everybody's cheering and different stuff like that. And it's like whooping ass in there. But I've never seen a place. I've never gone to a place where even if people are having fun, mm-hmm. they're not just going, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, every five minutes. And then beating people up and yeah. and right, it, you can tell this is a real movie set motorcycle bar. Right. When you're riding into this bar on a literal motorcycle with a armored horse head on the front of your bike, you're riding up to the bar. Give me a beer and some oil for my horse. Yeah. Really? Yeah, so they have oil cans. And not only that, you pull up and you're doing this, you're getting these things, and to your immediate right, someone leans up onto the bar after they're getting their butt whooped, only to see one more good punch get landed. Like, yeah, this is a a bad movie motorcycle bar. Absolutely. Terrible. So Ragnar comes out. Mm. And he performs mm. and he has one. I mean, I really think it was like the most fabulous RuPaul outfit I've ever seen. Oh, it was fabulous. Oh, woo, it was fabulous. Baby. It was fabulous. Big pink feather boa headdress. Yes. Sequin bikini suit. Not not like a bikini thing, but kind of like. Think of Beyonce's single ladies with the sequin dress. You can tell that it's a dress because around the neck you see it, it has like this whole glittery, sparkly thing. And yeah, it uh, was it was real it was very fabulous. And to and the fact that this was on Gene Simmons' body. It I, I hate to admit it, but it looked impressive. Yeah. It looked like, impressive. He really looked good in this. Like Gene Simmons, this could have been. A second career for him. Being it, a drag queen. Yes. Oh, wow. You know what? I, I, shout out to Gene Simmons. But, you know, <laughs> if if you're going to rock like that, I mean, do your thing. It didn't do anything to, your, to the legacy of Kiss, which is the good news. Which, by the way, it didn't damage the integrity of the careers of Kiss and Gene Simmons. Didn't damage the career of Vanity. Did not damage the career of Robert England. Did not damage the career of John Stamos. That's the one weird thing about this movie. And I hate Mm -hmm. to put it in right now, but I I felt the urge to say it right now. I mean, but you think about you think about Eddie Murphy's best defense. Ugh. Exactly. And Eddie Murphy's still getting work. He's coming Mm -hmm. out with Coming to America too. Yeah. I mean, he was Dr. Doolittle. Yeah, he's had some bad movies. But it didn't damage his career. No, so... He's still well, riding off of the, the integrity of coming to America and Beverly Hills Cop. Mm-hmm, Good exactly. for you. Shout out to Eddie Murphy. The, will you stop shouting out everybody? And Arsenio Hall. Oh my gosh. I'm done. It's 1986. He had a show. Anyway, for some reason, Vanity and Lance get into some stupid argument. Stargrove said something wholly inappropriate to Vanity. Vanity gave him a look, gave him the hand. Yeah, she slapped him. She gave him a backhand. The slapped the fire out of him. Yeah, and she walked away. What did I do wrong? Yeah. What did I say? Then Lance is he goes backstage to see Ragnar and he asks him for an autograph says his name is Billy or whatever and where do I know you from you look familiar in the eyes yes uh Lance chews some gum and sticks it into this horse head to try and bug Ragnar's room he gets the autograph Mm -hmm. leaves the room he's trying to listen and Ragnar flushes the gum so now Lance is trying to leave and another guy comes along and he's talking to him. He's like, oh, that's your nice bike. Who bought it for you? Your mommy or your daddy? And Lance is like, oh, well, I got to go home. So I'm going to leave. And the guy pushes Lance into some trash. And he's like, I'm taking your bike. Well, it certainly speaks for the person that stole his bike. That's a matter of being pushed in the trash. You just got picked off by trash and your trash behind is about to catch it. So he, this bully dude gets onto the bike, starts it up, boom. Yeah, the whole motorcycle blows up. With him on it, and woo, you know he did. Yeah. So people come out, and they start putting the fire out on the guy and the motorcycle. So Lance runs. He gets back to his dorm, and he gets his roommate's motorcycle. So he now chases Vanity down while she's driving because he bugged her car. She's doing all these crazy maneuvers to try and shake him. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, the punks are coming. I don't know how they know where Vanity and John Stamos are. 
but they are on two motorcycles and they're coming up behind and they are trying to get John Stamos. So Vanity, I don't know how she gets under this semi because her yeah. car was actually too tall for the semi. Which was weird. But unfor- but of course, movie magic, she ends up under the semi driving. And then while driving, she goes, she gets on the other side of the semi. Yeah. And while driving, as fast as she was driving, she ends up shooting both of the punks. All while listening to quintessential 1980s chase music. Of course. It's got to be chase music from the 80s. Well, I mean, chase music from the 80s is the best music. Indeed it is. I am not complaining. (laughs) But I was very impressed by Vanity doing the driving and the shooting. She was not holding that gun in the best position, but somehow she got the shot off right. Yeah. Twice. It was bad. So Lance is now in the car with Vanity and she's telling him for his own safety, he needs to stay away. Mm-hmm. Then another set of punk guys pull out road spikes. These big behind road spikes. Like you could see this from 1000 feet. Right. She should have been able to stop, but she runs them over and they kidnap Vanity and John Stamos and John Stamos wakes up at the farmhouse and while trying to wash his face, two of the punks, they're in the kitchen and he start, they start beating up John Stamos and he's barely bleeding. Like they are smacking his face against the sink, breaking dishes and all this stuff. And he just has like a cut over his eye and that's pretty much it. A little more ass whooping later, you got a bloody mouth. Okay, we we progress in the bleeding department. Very little bleeding. Very little, itty bitty. So then they're like throwing him around the house, breaking different stuff. And Lance is on the floor and he sees a broken picture of him and his dad. And sees his dad's um, some type of insignia. I think it was a medallion pendant type of thing yeah he sees that on the floor and all of a sudden he becomes hulk hogan like, <laughs> no yeah 1986 hulk hogan but yes. given that this is 2021 it's the equivalent of john cena yeah so when somebody's beating him up and he's down and then all of a sudden he can just get up and he, he has is. the strength of everything i like, have the power yeah and so he starts all of a sudden beating these two punks and he throws them out the window. Yeah. So in my notes, I said for this scene, Stargrove remembered who he is and whoops ass. Eh. I mean, uh, uh, you, you, you can't argue. But he didn't me. know what his dad was into. So but how he, can he remember? He knew, he knows he's a Stargrove and Stargroves don't lay down for no one. Whatever. I know who I am. They, didn't, time say, whoop they it. didn't even say that in the movie anywhere. I mean, but it's implied. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> so then he starts shooting a shotgun out of the window. Oh, grief. And he's shooting. The guys drive off and Two then he shots. has to give his name. My name's Stargrove. Lang it, Stargrove. Yeah. Boom. Yeah, he shoots it again, but the guys are gone. Nobody's there. So what are you shooting at? <laughs> that was so comically terrible. Yeah. Uh, Stargrove finds a secret room under his dad's bed. And he sees all these medals and guns and spy pens and mm-hmm. confidential documents. Right. So then another alarm goes off and someone's coming up on a motorcycle and Lance comes out and the guy's in the house and he jumps on, Lance jumps on the guy's back. Only to discover it is Cliff. Yeah, the roommate. Yeah, his Asian Q. Yeah. Oh, the other guy's name wasn't Cliff. The guy who died. I thought his name was Cliff. Well, we don't know who that dude is. It doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. At this point. Right. So anyway... Cliff is actually the roommate. Forget about what I said in the beginning about the guy named Cliff Whoops. who died because that wasn't his name. Mea so, culpa. Yeah. I'm not going back and fixing all that. <laughs> anyway. So Cliff says he has the disc that everybody is looking for because 
the dad sent a care package to John Stamos and Cliff opened it up because it's supposed to be all for one, one for all or whatever. I don't know. See, but yeah, it's all for one, one for all. It's all well and good until a federal mail event happens. Right. So now they're back at the dam and we're with Ragnar and Freddy Krueger. So Freddy Krueger, he's the scientist and he's trying to explain how they can do the stuff. They're showing this fish. They're like as a regular old goldfish, but it looks extremely diseased. And they're saying it's because this fish is drinking the really bad drinking supply. And that's why it looks like this. So there's a couple of punk guys who are trying to torture Vanity. And they have her in this furnace, I guess. They have her tied down to this furnace and they look, they close it up. And it's almost like they're trying to cremate her. With and some of the worst acting I've ever seen from Vanity. Well, it's Vanity. Yeah. Yeah. So they're trying to torture Vanity. Cliff and Lance go and they're trying to save her. Of course, there's another shootout. They're shooting everything. By this time, Vanity should be dead in this furnace, but they end up saving her. They're now running around. There's more bad shooting mm-hmm. and they get away. More quintessential 80s music. Yeah. It's got to be that way. So now they're in this office with the lawyer and Carruthers because the lawyer doesn't know that Carruthers is a traitor either. Mm-hmm. So they're saying Carruthers says they should use Lance and Vanity for bait to try and get Ragnar to come out of hiding. Good idea. So then they cut to Lance and Vanity outside. They're at the farmhouse. Lance figures out that Carruthers is a traitor. Mm -hmm. And they're trying to, they're like, okay, so what do we do? And he's like, well, let's just have Carruthers bring us to Ragnar. And we can just deal with Ragnar. So then Vanity grabs Lance and starts trying to make out with him. So Lance stops the make out session. They're kissing it first. And Lance stops it. And Vanity gets mad. She goes in the house. Anyway. comes that 1980s love music with terrible, terrible flirting. Yes. Terrible flirting. Awful. So Carruthers, Cliff, and some other military guys are watching Lance and Vanity. And Vanity is trying to do everything in her power to to seduce Lance. Now, mind you, Vanity is supposed to be the adult, right. over 18, and Stargrove is a high school gymnast. Right. So she finally got him to give in. And this is... Oh, Jesus. The worst sex scene it's even worse than the sex scenes in Birdemic. Ends with Vanity and Uncle Jesse humping. Worse than Birdemic humping. Yeah. 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 Mm, that's that's all I needed to write down. Right. Like, ugh. So then one of the punk guys punches Cliff and takes his bike because he realizes that's where they hid the disc. Carruthers then goes and takes a helicopter. Why a helicopter? I don't know. And it was not a military helicopter because, you know, budget. But they weren't that far away that they needed to take a helicopter. Yes, it's for dramatic effect. Of course. So anyway, they take the helicopter and they place body doubles of Lance and Vanity in the house. And they take Lance and Vanity in the helicopter. And while they're in the air. This... This is wonderful. It's this absolutely This is wonderful. actually the absolute best part of the whole movie. Ladies and gentlemen, our bad movies and boozers. That's actually a good one. I have to remember that. Bad movies boozers. and boozers. Yes. Boozers, bad yes. movies and boozers. Yes. People. Carruthers turns around, says something out of his mouth, then he starts taking off his mask And Carruthers is Ragnar. Yes. Holy crap. We already knew that Carruthers was a bad guy. Mm -hmm. But to find out that he was actually Ragnar. So Gene Simmons had two parts in this movie. Brilliant. Yes. Double pay. Yes. So they take Lance and Vanity to the dam where all the punks are hanging out. And yeah, this really looks like. A Beyond the Thunderdome scene. Mad Max. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
I'm waiting for Mel Gibson. Yeah, they even had uh, dirt bikes. Uh, I mean, what are those things called? Doom buggies. Yeah, they even had dune buggies. Yeah, it was definitely it? looked like Mad Max. Yeah, dune buggies in the 80s. That was a thing. Yeah. Now so, we call them go-karts. So then everybody's cheering. Ragnar says what sounds like complete nonsense. He's just spouting out. I have no clue what the heck he was talking about. All I know is it's a toast to me. Yeah. Everybody's cheering about it. And then they bring Lance and Vanity out in a cage. And Vanity is like, Carruthers, you used to be a good guy. What happened? Why are you bad now? Or whatever. And then we get to see the infamous Gene Simmons tongue. Because, Woo! of course, that had to get a scene as well. I mean, I mean it's Gene yeah. Simmons. Triple pay. The tongue needed to be paid, too. The tongue needed to be paid. Yes. yes. The Gene Simmons kiss tongue. I love it. Yes. Ah. And then went all the way down Vanity's throat. Woo! It was gross. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was. It was a gross scene. Yeah. So, Lance is now just talking shit to the guy who was in the barn. The first guy who was in the barn. Mm -hmm. Pyramid. Yeah. And he challenges him to a one-on-one -on -one fight. Yeah, that, I, I don't know what you're thinking, Stargrove. Yeah. I mean, this dude is huge. But then they decide they, they're about to start fighting. And Lance does a flip. And he kicks the guy that's behind him who has a gun. And Lance ends up with the guy's gun. And he starts shooting. Smart move. I hate to admit it, but that was indeed a smart move. Well, I mean, not yeah. when there's a bunch of people with guns around you. Well, it's pyramid. I mean, you have to get the advantage somehow. But there's still a bunch of people with guns around you. So anyway. They didn't shoot? Exactly. That so, was the dumbest thing ever. Like, there's all these people. And there had to have been like 100 people. With a gun, at least between at least, every three. Yeah. There had to be at least 40 or 50 guns out there. Mm -hmm. And everybody is running away from Lance shooting. Because he's a crazy Stargrove. No. So then somebody in the military shows up in a helicopter and he starts shooting at all the punk rockers on the ground. So they're really running now. And there's even more explosions for absolutely no reason. And Ragnar and Freddy Krueger, they run away because they now have the disc and they have this remote so they can set this whole thing off. Is like they're opening this sewer into the water supply. I still don't understand why they're doing this. Yeah. But Vanity had said earlier that they were doing it for money. They were trying to do it to as like ransom, but they never threatened anyone. They never said, if you don't pay this amount of money, we'll poison the water supply. Which makes absolutely zero sense as far as the part of not saying, okay, mayor, governor, right, whatever. Because you can't go to president because it didn't reach that type no, of level. No, it was just supposed to be the town. Yeah, it's, it's a local level, so it'll right. be a mayor. Yeah, okay. but can you tell somebody that this is what you want to do if you want money? No, because we're just going to surprise you. Obviously. You just don't drink this water. <laughs> you're going to drink this water, you're going to be glowing. Yeah. So Ragnar gets into a dump, dump truck with the remote and the disc hmm. and... Riley says a code to him to activate this this sequence of events. Yeah, Riley is Freddy Krueger. Right. Ragnar, he gives him a compliment and then he drives off with his crazy maniac laughing. Right. So Ragnar is driving and he's trying to set the remote. He's actually setting the remote while driving this dump truck. Not bad. And But it says he's too far away to detonate it. So then he drives to the top of the dam. He gets out and he starts running. For some reason, he grabs some flowers as he's running. <laughs> that was that was a humorous touch. It was really stupid. So then he sets the remote and it's supposed to take three minutes for the water to be poisoned. Now Lance rides up there on a motorcycle and they get into this really ridiculous fighting scene. And 
Lance ends up biting Ragnar's nipples. And remember, Ragnar is a hermaphrodite, so he bit Ragnar's nipple and boob, and they flash to Gene Simmons's chest, which I suppose are supposed to be small breasts. I guess. Nudity! Yeah. Yeah. And now Ragnar is crying and saying, you can't hit a woman. <laughs> so, yeah. of course, for some reason, Lance is taken down by this kind of, and Ragnar surprises him. They start fighting again. Now, Ragnar stabs Lance in the stomach or the chest or something with this magic nail that he has or whatever. Which is called the spike. Yeah. Lance is now hanging over the dam. Ragnar is torturing him, like hitting his hand with this pipe or whatever. And Vanity is in a helicopter above and she has this flame gun whatever that cliff made and she's like i can't get close or whatever i'm going to shoot them both i don't want to shoot them both and she's yelling down now mind you you can hear this helicopter yeah why ragnar didn't pay attention to this helicopter above him i don't know plot so anyway she's trying to shoot it Lance ends up distracting Ragnar by telling him he's beautiful. And then he stabs Ragnar in the neck with the fingernail spike thing and flips and grabs Ragnar by the neck with his feet and flips Ragnar over the dam. It is a wrestling move known as a hurricanrana. <sighs> it was awful. It was awful. Terrible. Right. And we saw poor, poor Ragnar just falling to his death. Hits yes. the side of a cliff. How ironic. And then splashes down into the water with the Yeah, ice. it was. Yeah. So now Lance is trying to stop the remote, but he can't. Him and Vanity are yelling to each other while Vanity is flying above in the helicopter. I don't understand how they were that close. You couldn't hear the chopper, but you're close enough to hear the person in the chopper. Right. That that makes How no are sense. they speaking to each other? Zero sense. Unless they had like a super advanced noise canceling communication device, which, which we don't see. No. So Vanity throws the gun, the fire gun thing down to Lance. And he jumps to catch it. He tries to shoot it and it misfires. So I this guy. For me, it looked like a metaphor. I, I don't know. No, the, the gun didn't perform. Anyway. I'm, no, no, <laughs> no. I think it's because it did it once before when they were fighting in the, in when the they were trying to rescue Vanity. No, I it think did was, it once before. I think that was more Q's design of how he shot that gun at that time. I it just know. bounced off of something that it still ricocheted correctly, but this one it was just like Yeah. So he couldn't he couldn't shoot it. It was about to detonate, I guess. Like so fifteen seconds or something like yeah, that. Yeah. So Lance takes the remote. It's in a briefcase. He throws the briefcase. In one of the worst Hail Mary tosses that we've ever seen. And then he throws the gun. And somehow, now mind you, he threw them both the same exact way. But somehow we see in the air both the briefcase and the gun coming together head on basically and exploding. I don't know if that's like a boomerang briefcase or a boomerang gun, but... All I know is the odds of two objects being thrown at different points in time and then colliding at the same time is ridiculous. I need someone that knows math <laughs> to tell us how what, this happened. How does this work? What are the odds? What's the percentages? Tell us this. <laughs> it can't work. It's, it doesn't it, happen. For me. It's I, impossible. I, I, I mean, I do math. And I work with a lot of math with the job that I have, but seeing that, that's too much math. It's impossible. That's, that's impossible math. It's I agree. Completely impossible. No, but somehow it came together and then boom. Of course. And it then exploded. and then it just stopped 
the poison from going into the dam, the dam just kind of like relocks itself or whatever right. the case may be. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Mm. So then, of course, they do the whole sappy thanks for saving the day, basically. The lawyer, so I'm guessing he's not really a lawyer, but he's offering John Stamos a job as a special agent, I guess. Taking over the Star Grove name and legacy. Right. So while then, in high school. While in high school. While, James Bond Jr. Whatever. So Hugh and Stargrove, well, Cliff. Cliff. And Stargrove are about to drive away in a dune buggy. And he's mm-hmm. saying this farewell to vanity and he gives her a kiss or whatever and then he drives away and then he decides to come back and tells her to get into the car and then they drive off into the sunset or whatever so the power of love and the power of friendship and it's over and that's the end oh geez oh i needed pepto i needed pepto i mean I will tell you that Gene Simmons' performance at the club. That was great. Yeah, that was actually really yeah. good. Oh yeah. I, I won't I won't knock that because no. you know, Gene Simmons, he's been doing rock for years, so he knows what to do. Right. So he was completely in his element. Right. So that was really good. The rest of it? Uh, <laughs> uh, there's only two points of this movie that were good. The the performance at the club mm-hmm. and the reveal. Right. Those are the only two things that were good. Right. Everything else, if Trash. you if you seen the TikTok and you put it on bad movies and booze, I did. If you see the TikTok on bad movies and booze, you, you'll see our reaction to that. Yes. Mm. So it was bad. Mm. And again, thank you, Sabra, for giving us that suggestion. You're even banned. though it was horrible. You're banned <laughs> for a week. But. If anyone else has suggestions, definitely throw them our way. We actually do love the suggestions. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. 100%. Um, we would actually rather go through things that you want us to watch than trying to choose them on our own. Right. Um, because what if it's something you don't want to hear about? So definitely send us your suggestions. You might get banned for a week. Yes. I think that's what they're going to be aiming for right now. It's in this right. movie that's so damn bad. <laughs> I want to get banned. Look, give us your worst. Oh, gosh. Don't do that. Look, look we could ban them for two weeks. You already see Bill is ready. Oh, man. <laughs> Shout out to Bill. Bill is ready. Shout out to Bill. Bill, man, I'm still mad at you because of elves. <laughs> mm, man. So, <laughs> I, I need an acid. Yeah. So we will be watching another movie very soon. We're also going to have another giveaway soon as well. Great. So we might do one for Valentine's Day. That'll be fun. Keep on keep looking out for that. Um, we did give away a $25 Amazon gift card. Congratulations to Stephanie M. Yes. So keep looking out for our giveaways. Make sure you like our content. Our TikTok, our Instagram, Facebook, our Facebook. Subscribe and share. Yes. That's like the biggest compliment that we could ever request. Just just like it, share it. Yes. Just tell people about who we are and what we do and what we have to offer. Mm-hmm. Our silliness and craziness. And, you know, we, we enjoy that type of thing. We do. We yeah. definitely do. Yeah. And, of course, as always, we thank you for listening. Once again, like, share, subscribe. Uh, Bad Movies and Booze on a lot of platforms. Just look us up. We're there. And of course, as always, no matter where you are, who you are, as long as you're of age, of course, please, please, please drink responsibly. And with that, we say cheers. cheers.